<laughs> Welcome back to Movie Trailer Reviews Podcast. Here's your host, Chris, here with Ro and Brandon. And we are here to talk about the film from Avery DuVernay, uh, Origin, the unspoken system that has shaped American chron- chron- chronicles how lives today are defined by a hierarchy of human divisions. Uh, I did not see this film. I actually had an opportunity to see it at because it dropped at last minute. They they said that they were going to do a showing at like right before TIFF started. So I think it was like mm-hmm. either the day of or the day before TIFF started. They were like Origin was going to open, and I made a conscious decision that says no. <laughs> I just decided <laughs> I'm good. I just that's fucked up. I just I I decided you know what. Nah, it just mm-mm. so I'm gonna let you two talk about this film and, and what you guys I'm thought. I'm really mad. Why? Yeah. Why? Why are you mad? No, I'm I'm mad because like I've I've asked you on more than one occasion, and every you like me and Ava don't go together no more, and I just wow. I mean, I you just mean I just you know what I realized just like I'm 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 not I'm not I'm not there. Just I think I'm good. <laughs> I think I'm good. I, you know what? Fair I think enough. it went down. Downhill with that uh, that one film she uh, the what was the kids films he did? Um, God damn it! You and a wrinkle in time. Oh, you a wrinkle in time. Wrinkle like, time terrible uh, movie, man. Right? <laughs> it was. <laughs> I mean, it was. Movie. It was a and thing. We took people with us. We took a group oh, yeah, with we us took a group to see it, and I feel so bad about yeah. doing that. And, and like every year. And like I, I was, was, I was even though they loved it. I was, I was, I was, I was angling for it, and then, and then I think it really was a wrinkle in time that did it. I'm sitting there. <laughs> we had rid of the theater out. All these other black people are sitting there going, they're really into it. Some of them are even crying. They're really getting into it. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, just some trash. <laughs> and I'm so not even going. Stormy and none of their careers were messed up by this. Right. It was like by that film. Like I'm glad that because they worked with her, that gave them a credibility to move further Good through it in their careers and do better stuff. Right. At the same time, though, it's like it was. It probably wasn't supposed to happen that way. So I'm glad it, it did wasn't. happen this way for y'all, because this should have been the end for a lot of y'all, and it would have been her fault entirely for that, because it didn't need to be as bad as it was. It was. Pretty I think bad. a lot of people recognize uh, uh, that the failings in that movie are the fault of no one who is in that movie. No. It's the film, it's the movie itself. You can't do anything well, the movie's, with the that's the, already been approved. The movie is right. Like the movie is missing um it's movie. got a prologue. It's got it a prologue. Heart it has none of the story script. and then they jump right to the end of the book to make what they consider to be the second and third act. It it literally skips the entire journey. So Yeah. I think that um, Ava used her power insufficiently when it came to getting that script back in production, get back, getting that script into rewrites. Um, but that's not why I'm mad. Um, I'm mad because mm-hmm. I don't think they should have tried to rush this movie out for awards contention this year. Hmm. Okay. Um, this movie is a lot. We're and it's not going to reasons then. But go ahead. You, you you I you probably didn't like this movie. I'm not going there yet. Let's let's okay. just get into the discussion. Okay. Let's, let's have this discussion. I I feel like this movie this movie is heavy. It's intellectually heavy, it is True. emotionally heavy. And um she made a concert she made a, a deliberate choice 
in how this material would be presented. And I don't think it was the wrong choice because I actually think this was a smart way to take a very dense and complicated book, which quite frankly, people need to remember, only came out in 2020, a few mm-hmm. weeks before George Floyd Pat was murdered within within that that time frame. And I don't think that positioning this movie at the end of the year was a smart move, especially not the end of this year and mm-hmm. with the subject matter of this material. I think this movie, it needed, um, it needed a much more thoughtful campaign than it got because it's thoughtful <clears throat> material. Um, I don't know whether or not you can come away and like or dislike this movie. I think this is probably the best merging of all the things that Ava does best into some of her <clears throat> most masterful work. But I also think that it still has huge sweeping tones of her particular blend of arrogance. And that that is extremely apparent in some of the underdeveloped characters who should not be. Mm -hmm. So I like this movie. But I don't like fully, completely think I can 100% embrace where she starts the story and then how she tries to distill the message of this book, if that makes any sense. See, but it's because... a masterful, it's a masterful work from a filmmaking point of view from Ava. But this, see what? And, uh, this is this is why this is not a very a simple review to do. This is not a, you know, give it a rating. How do you feel about it? Like it's it's dense. It there's 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 so many things. It, it, it's I guess if you if you watch films the way I watch them, clearly the way you watch them, and even Chris, right? You watch them and you think about what they're trying to say and what they are actually saying and where they're taking you and what is the how did they lay the bricks the path to this journey, right? How did they lay the bricks on the path of this journey? And Ava DuVernay, like you like, it, it you can't look at it and go, it's not a beautiful film because it does look beautiful. And it has, and then you can't look at it and you go, well, the actors didn't really commit because actors like Audra McDonald, you know, and it, they, they completely in, 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 like pull you into their, their short stories or short moments. And you're trying to hold back tears while listening to certain stuff. And then you have people like Nick Offerman who show up for a hot second, but that hot second is a hot, hot second. second, right? It is, it's stuff like that. Like she, she knew how to cast. The casting person knew how to cast. And, you know, arguably to me, I feel like the better actors in this film, like, I feel like because, you know, Anjane was, um, Anjane was actually, uh, I think, an exec on this, an EP on this, right? Or a producer too. I think <clears throat> that might have taken away from me being able to fully connect with her character's journey, which is separate from the film that the from the journey the film itself is actually taking you on, which was very confusing for me at times when watching this shit. I was like, I don't know what the hell she's trying to say, but I'm also understanding exactly what maybe the book that this is based on, what maybe Ava is trying to say using these characters with this. And, and then there's other stuff where I'm just like, did this need to be in this movie? 
did, like, did for us to fully like we understand the concept? Did this need to be? Because I feel like a lot of times they just kept regurgitating the same message. But and it was but, like, okay, it, this you aren't saying anything new. You're just having the same argument over and over again with people. It like it gave me this. But weird I think that's a part of the of, point. Is that it? Because it gave me this weird feel of like eat, pray, love. But in a black awakening understanding of race, yes, it's supposed to. I think that I think that's deliberate. I think that's deliberate because because and this is one of the reasons why I said putting this movie at the end of the year, particularly this year, I I really feel like does the movie a disservice. We we exist in some fucked up bubbles and silos and echo chambers. And there's a Mm -hmm. moment in here where she's having a conversation in Germany where I had to walk the fuck away from this movie for just a moment and bring myself back together so I could gather myself. And, Wait, which scene um, are we talking about? Are we talking about the one in the house where they compare? Uh, it's they, different. Where they compare um, uh-huh. atrocities? It's, diff- it's different. It, it's, it's not the right. And the white, the German woman is... We gonna leave it. Woman. You're not... Stop, stop, okay. stop. Just okay. leave it there. Yes, that's what okay. I'm talking about. There's a okay. moment and that conversation really happens. Then there's another moment in this movie where somebody mentions somebody's uh, intellectual work and study that they've done. And I was like, okay, I've had that moment. I've had both these conversations in different settings. I've even had the moment where, um, and I think that they, this is where I said, I feel like um, some of the uh, surrounding characters that had to do with bringing us and, and embedding us in Isabel's life, the ingenue's character, Isabel, <clears throat> Isabel Wilkinson, the author of this book's life, um, were a little underdeveloped. We needed a little bit more from them for us to really have this anchor. But I also understand why she left a little bit of that amorphous mm-hmm. um, or intangible. Mm-hmm. It, it, we, it's, she wasn't having, she actually wasn't having the same conversation over and over again. She was having the conversation that black people have to have over and over again in every single situation when we're trying to talk about, like, there's a moment in here, and I think it was in the trailer, and it's not a spoiler, where where two Black people are talking, and one of the Black people says to the other Black person, why does it always come down to race? And she doesn't mean it the way white people say uh, it. I get it. I, I get that. I, okay, but, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. And, and, and I realized right then and there when she set up that that dynamic, that paradigm, and the 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 per- the person that she's having a conversation with is played by Blair Underwood, so that's a whole other mm-hmm. um, thing. Thank God it's Blair, not the other black man who they always seem to think falls into the category of Blair because then I'd have had to burn this on celluloid. But um, <clears throat> we have these conversations and we have them in these echo chambers. Even between black people, it is very hard to get a black person to want to interrogate what is the nature of racism that we're dealing with? What are we talking about? What's the language? Right. It should we be saying it the way that we are saying it? Like, I just had this conversation with someone a few weeks ago and they got really pissed off at me when I said, we send the wrong spokespeople to speak and distill our message at a high level. And that's yeah. why scammers like Umar and Sean King managed to gain ground and hold sway with white people because we are not sending 
the right messengers who actually know how to distill it. And there are two moments in this movie that kind of exemplify this for me. One where Niecy Nash character looked at her and says, a little less Pulitzer for me. And then that bothered me as well because what she said was straight fucking forward. It wasn't... You but when you're to... talking to people who don't have the full rank... But it's supposed to bother you because how many times in this year alone have we seen this rabid pushback this this idea that knowing what the fuck you're talking about before you open your mouth is somehow bad how many times have we had yeah. conversations where people lack a full cultural context before they feel like they can step out and talk on something and pull up examples how many times have we been in situations to where we are over explaining because the first person who said it didn't set up it to where we could continue the conversation because they didn't have the range that's why i felt that was a good thing to happen because i have an editor who frequently comes back to me and says, I need you to take this down to a sixth grade level. I said, what the hell are you talking about? She's like, the words you're choosing are too big. It's going to be off-putting. I was like, what? Mm. I'm not using big words. I'm not using hard words. I'm not using words that are not a regular, normal, everyday, schmegular part of my vocabulary. Why do I? I'm like, are you asking me to dumb down what I said? She's like, no. I'm asking you to make it more accessible. I'm, I'm asking you to take a step back from what you're saying and see if there's a more plain way that you can say it. So people don't reject what you're saying because they take issue with your word choice. And that's what I took from that moment where Nisi is saying, okay, I got you now. I see where you are. You need to talk more like this. And it's because it takes more than two minutes to get, to get your, point across but you only got two minutes i mean in I, these so, echo so chambers I, I get i get all of that i personally mm -hmm. didn't think it was my thing was with the that not the not what you're saying because i agree there are times where we do need to make it more accessible and dumb it down and i actually feel like i feel like that some of our elite voices that speak for us on these platforms that you were talking about earlier actually don't make it more accessible or dumb it down so they can sound smarter so you don't argue them when they're making their fucking points and they well, feel proud so and strong can... when they do it but yeah. in that in that moment in that film in that scene that actual wording in the script what she said i did not feel fell under the category of not accessible i feel like that i feel like for me what happened in that scene was the moment i feel like sometimes people just and maybe this is supposed to be accessibility but sometimes people feel like you about to be too smart, so they just stop listening. And I was like, if but you, that, but that, what? but that's what I think. I think that's what. The, and maybe the that's maybe that's what it was supposed to be. And that I was the point she was. Agree. Yeah, but that's the point that she was trying to make. She was like, "How do these things go together?" It wasn't that she didn't understand what she was saying. It wasn't that she didn't follow the flow of what she was saying. It was just like at the beginning where she was at a party where a white woman very tactfully. Uh, not so tactfully, uh, very in a very microaggressive fashion, uh, responded to what she was saying when I don't see it. Mm -hmm. And then when she realized that the other two people weren't clicking with how she was doing, right now, I, I don't mm -hmm. see it right now. But once you're, you go further and once you lay it out, I'm sure I will. That's 
a common thing that happens and it has to do with people having a problem with you sitting like i i agree with you there are a lot of people like there's a whole situation that happened earlier um in the month around uh a cultural writer doing more of an interrogative an interrogative piece with, within a framework that people found to be uh to them have a tone of judgment and 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 insincerity but due to what they felt was disingenuous bitterness um around renaissance film and mm-hmm. i didn't read that but this particular culture writer has already lost some grace within the black community because of a failure to properly articulate the bar at which they're evaluating things and critiquing things and analyzing things and being introspective about things in the black community. And when you, when you don't make sure that you first set the bar for people understand where your investigation is coming from and where you are, what, where your introspection, what's that level set, you can, you can lose people's willingness to even give you the moment to get past two minutes to explain. So I felt like what she was saying is she's like, you got your elevator pitch isn't good enough. You, you, you're going to need people to talk to you in order for you to prove your thesis. No Mm -hmm. one's going to talk to you. No one's going to open up to you. No one's going to provide you a welcome in and then be willing to open themselves up to you if you can't give them what you just gave me right as you introduce this subject. And I feel like that's what Ava is doing with origin. It's supposed to be a place around which we have these conversations, conversations about intersectionality within the black community of what we mean when we talk about racism and systemic racism and oppression and what language that we use. Are we being too reductive? Mm-hmm. Are we are we falling into the trap that other people who have tried to fight for liberation and freedom, equality, equity and parity have fallen into by by giving into this need of only having the elevator pitch ready and not the 10 minutes that need to come behind it. It's like when we say black lives matter or we say defund the police, we don't have that person on deck who's coming in saying, we're not saying there doesn't need to be some form of public safety and law enforcement. What we're saying is this form of policing has never evolved from its roots and all of its roots were in the oppression and suppression of black people and that is a bad place from which to police and i feel like like, i agree what god what it's weird because it's like i agree with this but i also feel like it's because of one like you're saying it's because we don't have one sole person who does the elevator pitch and then follows it up with the explanation of what exactly no, we I, mean, I don't what, think we have to have one sole person. I'm, no, 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 I'm, I'm saying the road. It's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying it okay. needs to be one person. This, this is what I'm saying. So let's, it, and it, but honestly, too, it does need to be one person because people can't <laughs> focus, bro. They can't focus on shit. And what ends up happening is one person makes the elevator pitch and then 20 people come behind them and make the same elevator pitch following it up 
with their understanding or their notion of what they think the elevator pitch was supposed to mean. And that's what we get in social media age now. We get all of these followers that are following all of these different voices that aren't gelling together or making sense or they have their own intentions or their selfish needs. Like I'll give Origin its, its credit for focusing on the conversation at task about the cast system. I'll give and and making us not just black people but anyone who watched this film kind of hammering it hammering over the hammering into them this understanding of what we're saying. Like we're not about to have um um what's the name wars. We're not about to have oppression wars here. Like that's not the conversation we're trying to have. What we're trying to explain to you is there is an underlying system in place that because we are trying to shout over each other, we're not paying attention to. And it's been around so long. And here is the proof. And the film is showing you the proof. And that was the part that kind of engaged me that I feel like the film took way too long to get to with the opening acting introduction of the characters. And then all of the cutscenes and the flash, the, the, the going to time stuff, like showing you scenes from those eras after they were explaining the evidence that they have for those errors and kind of gelling all of that together, right? But like, for example, like even this conversation right now is, is kind of daunting me because I have actively been trying to, I had I had one post in our message, in our tech, our Texas, our text chat with y'all about the Taraji stuff. But after that, I have not had that conversation with anyone because I have sat and I have watched how people who have voices that get followers have presented her argument and have, and have shared their take on what Taraji was saying and how we then need to go about fixing the situation with with the, the, the pay issues. And I've just been like, there are so many things wrong with what you're saying in there. Like for it, like just as an example, and you can disagree, you can agree with me and disagree with me. There's an image floating around comparing Taraji's pay to Ellen Pompey's pay. And I am looking at that picture and I'm constantly, I see it all the time now. And I'm looking at it and I'm going, mm-hmm. mm. if that's where you're going to stem your argument from. And we've already lost. Right. We, we have. We have immediately lost. Like you can sit and ex- try to explain this picture all day. But if this is where you're going to present your information from, if this is where you're starting with your elevator pitch, it's going down. Okay. Right. But I think we're saying the same thing. And I think that's one of the great things about this movie. Because uh, I think, I I liked the fact that they didn't leave Il- Isabel Wilker- Wilkerson out of the movie. Because I don't think you can. I think mm-hmm. the touchstones, um, I think the moments, I think even like, uh, you know, her coming to reconciling the fact that she fell in love with a, a white man or at least a non-black man and what that meant. No to her standing and place in her family and potentially in the community. Um, I think all of those moments, they exemplify what was driving her and what finally made her say, okay, I can't not say anything. And, you know, okay, I, I, I like her being forced to reckon with the fact that the choices she was making towards the beginning of the movie and where she ended up at the end, you know, she's got guilt. She's got grief. It changed her perspective. It informed her. It and it, it formed her need. And and the moment that they give you between her mother, I, I mean, I've had that. Mother, I've had that moment with my mama uh, watching something on TV, and then my mom responding to it. My mom is old enough to have to have lived through like busing and integration. She's in her seventies, mm-hmm. and, and we're not going to discuss the fact that I just put that out there. But it's so like like her spec her perspective on things, and then having the very soft moment. Where, you know, um, 
Isabel's husband, played by um, John Bernthal. John Bernthal. I love him. Listen, that motherfucker deserves the best supporting nom for his role in this. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he wasn't he and like with just the amount of screen time they gave and the way that they did it and like his soft way of kind of approaching her, um, and they didn't make it apparent, but the the fact that she just kind of looks at him in her response and the look on her face is, and this is where you're white, and <laughs> and they just kind of let those things sit and how it ultimately inspired her to throw herself into this book in a way to where she didn't think at the beginning when she was first approached by Amari, the editor played by Blair Underwood Mm -hmm. to write something about coming out of and settling and setting the stage with Trayvon Martin, that she did not feel like that was something, a voice that she could find and put herself in to be able to say something. So I think we actually did need to go with her and see some of those milestones. And I did like, and and I, and I'm sorry, I think the visualizations of the moments throughout history and the moments in other countries, I think those moments were necessary because people, especially in this not, country, weren't necessary. I don't no, think I, all of them were, I feel like some do, of it. I do because them, every last one of them, I like, think I, they're because look, you mm. you are introspective. You think about these things. You catch the Maybe point that's the first one time puts it to you. But I guarantee you, without all of those some total cumulative cumulative moments where people can drop the pin and then follow the pillars that she starts talking about that ultimately become her book, they don't get the point without spoiling they're all that white German woman every last fucking one of them and the ones who aren't her they're like the guy who was sitting at the table who she circled back and said look at this i'm not crazy before he because he sat there in silence and said nothing so yes i think every single time that she dropped somebody back into a moment and actually brought it to life and gave them just that little bit of a vignette something might hit and they might hit resonance and recognition in one where they wouldn't hit in another but the cumulative effect of all of them her point and the point of origin becomes undeniable and i think that's something that we in the black community have forgotten has always been essential in struggles for parity equity and freedom whether it's amongst black people or it's black people trying to get that within the societies they live or other non-white people trying to get that in the societies they live or poor people trying to get parity and equity in a world that covets wealth. You need, we need it because people always find a reason to opt out. That's not me. That doesn't hit for me. That ain't got nothing to do with me. The simple fact that black people are being anti-intellectual and anti uh, education again is proof positive that we have lost some very essential wars of attrition to defeat caste systems in the United States. I can't speak to anywhere else in the world, but here, most assuredly, we are losing the war of attrition against caste. Well, like if if and I wish I wished like somebody could go now, and Lord, this would be a terrible job. Like you you'd have you'd have to get some extreme therapy after doing it. But if someone could go and just take like some of the recorded conversations from clubhouse rooms 
amongst black groups and study them like what they what what was actually happening in our community in those conversations rooms with thousands of people in them and hundreds of people on stage with voices saying certain things back and forth to each other as it, it, it perce being perceived as intellectuals right it, that sh I feel I feel like that shit could be like groundbreaking in really I guarantee you it's gonna end up in somebody it's gonna oh, end up in somebody's thesis. No, I I agree with you wholeheartedly. It's go. I a hundred percent believe that it is somebody broken. somewhere's thesis. But we're broken, and we don't understand how broken we are. We right, are. We're part so of the reason broken why we, that we don't get it. But a part of the reason why is the stuff that they're talking about in this movie, and that's another reason why I say that that they use silence. There's there's a there's a there's a a, a positive reflection that that this movie asks for. It 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 kind of it it's it's super tricky man but she's not trying to give you she's not trying to draw conclusions for you she's she's trying to like create a place for like dynamic contemplation quite frankly and that's another reason why i say this is does all the things that ava does well and then married with her cinematographer I think the choices they made for that like kind of ultra contemporary look and feel of the cinematography, it, it has it has a cumulative effect to, to 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 come bring you in and open the door and prompt questions. But the simplicity with which she has to to bring it down for her to be able to say in the movie, watching her try to distill and get her thesis and her bouncing it off other people and seeing how it's received and finding where the holes is. We don't do that anymore. I think this isn't an example of black people. I think it's just an example that has to do with intellectual liber rigor and uh, expertise and all that type of stuff. There was a woman who upon herself decided that she wanted to build like a bunker and tunnels uh, under her house. And, and the video was on TikTok and like eventually people were like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Other people were like, yes, practical learning, trial and error. It's great. And other people were like, are you an engineer? Have you, do you have permits for this? Have you checked to see where gas lines are? Have uh -huh. you checked to see if you're not compromising the integrity of your house or your neighbor's house? You're in an area where sinkholes happen. And other people were like, oh, here you go. Look at you with your credentialism. I'm like, what the but that's what we get, but, you get that, but you get that same thing like you're talking about something which is super extreme but you get that you it's get not that super extreme back. this really happened no 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 i'm, I'm well i'm the the act of what is happening is is super extreme is what i'm saying you're building underground tunnels and shit what i'm saying is we get that in basic conversation where you have people who come to you and they're like you know what decided to quit my job today i want to be a comic and you're like What's cool, your plan? but what about your, your right? What's your plan? And people go, oh. see, why you got to ask me about a plan? Shit, why can't you just be supportive? Like, like don't let people tell I, you down, bro. Been, like, if you got a dream, go for your dream, bro. Go sleep on somebody's couch and you'll become famous one day. Like that type of shit. Like when people talk about but, rappers and when well, they just yeah. you know rappers just went for it. No motherfucker, no, they, they didn't. They sure the fuck didn't. They had people who like managers giving them money because they weren't fucking working. They had people letting them sleep on their couch because they didn't have a fucking home because they were too busy trying to put out a goddamn mixtape for free. Like, do you understand that there has to but be a system but, in place to support that really, shit you're overlooking to chase your dream? Right. But I really think that because of Isabella Workin's book, Cast the Origins of Our Discontent, just in case anybody wants to go get it on audiobook and and you know, learn things and and interrogate and investigate things. I think the whole point of that is 
again, it speaks to the wars of attrition that we're losing. Like, like people, like I, my mother has never not supported my dreams. And my mama has also always had to say, you need to be able to pay a fucking bill because you can't live here forever. Or if you do live here forever, you got to be able to contribute to the household because I can't keep feeding you for free. You like, and it's not a whole lot. My mom was like, oh, you're a freeloader. She's, that's not what she meant. My mother said, my job is to equip you to be able to survive. My job is to equip you to be able to function. And a lot of people think that anything at all that requires you to take a step back, stop and contemplate the repercussions of failure if you're not prepared is not supporting their dreams. And I think when we speak on a bigger level and we talk about what it, what it takes to win uh, direct actions and how we do them and should we be boycotting and what does that mean? Like I'm from the generation to where I know for a fact, one of the reasons why divestment actions are so hard now is because businesses and governments specifically redesigned what our reliance economically was on to undermine the ability of concerted, successful divestment demands because of how successful they were in the 90s. But people now don't want to hear that because they're like, well, this is the company and these are the imprints they own and you should boycott all of them. I'm like, okay, but it's not going to have the effect you want because you're still boycotting the wrong entity. But they don't want to discuss that because they don't want to have cultural context to understand that we read that they literally redesigned technology to have have dead dates to where your tech is going to die and need to be updated at a rapid rate of course to keep people from being able to divest technologically easily i didn't say it couldn't be done i said it wasn't easily but if you have anything other than an answer being but a yes no one wants to hear it and i feel like the way that ava designed this movie by bringing us into isabel wilkerson letting us see her and letting us get to the touchstones and the things that pushed her through and giving the framework and even seeing some of the patronizing that was happening not only just from white people but from black people and also giving us the moments where you got to see some of these intersections of conflict but then juxtaposing them from people who were very brave and courageous in the past and contemplating what it took for that no to happen or contemplating what it took for that person to decide to put themselves in danger so we can go and gather this information. Marrying all of those things together, I think one without the other, you don't get because she's trying to make people be inquisitive again. She's trying to make people have value in context and cultural structures again. You can't dismantle shit you don't understand. Well, I think and the film does That is where I feel of... origin is successful. I think or I think the, I think ultimately the the film the film is best at kind of having the conversations for us in front of us and just making us shut the fuck up and listen because everybody wants to be in a conversation but I've always followed the idea that everyone does not need a seat at the fucking table some of y'all just need to be in the audience and we don't need to have questions afterwards okay because no instead question of listening no, because you're too busy sitting there holding on to the one thing you want to ask a question about for the next 50 minutes, right? Instead of listening. We might have answered your question already. And nine times out of 10, we did. It's, it's, it, it, we, we, we get stuck in this. It, it, we get stuck in just this, this system that we put in place for how things are supposed to work and how it's supposed to go. And if you have people that are speaking for you or speaking about things that you have an idea, you have a voice, you should be involved. Be not educated, nigga. You, you, I'm not about to speak in a room full of chefs. I'm right. either going to taste I, the dish or I'm going to watch them cook. 
And yeah, I don't but I also like really appreciate and understand that. Like they, everybody feels like, especially with social media now, everybody feels like they have an idea that's important that they should share. Yeah, but I also feel like the the movie was it's it's a little bit of a a slow burn out, but I enjoyed it. No, I it's I actually long. okay. <laughs> You, I mean, we've already said that you felt like some of the scenes could have been cut out to keep it tighter. And honestly, they could have cut a lot of the in even even though it's the setup in the beginning. I thought was I think once it gets mm. into it, I think once it gets into it, it flows so much better. Once we get to the evidence part and discovery part, and then the side conversations with more memorable characters like Nisi, um, you know, I think that helped. A lot. I I I'm a, I'm gonna I'm a be real, and I I feel like you are uh, saying uh, to cut out the parts that you didn't need, and I think that's, that might I be think, true. Yeah, but it's a I long think that's. Movie, I I that's, don't have a problem with long movies if I think they're I purposeful, and don't. like and, and I think that everything that's in this movie is purposeful. I think everything that's in here happens for a reason. I don't think it's not purposeful. And, and I, but I, but I think. But I think if you're going to do the movie and you're going to do this subject justice, then you do you do all the things. I don't think anything was in here just for duty or burdensome sake. But I uh, do think that there's going to be parts of this movie that once you've got the point, you're going to be like, OK, let's go move on. And I think, again, we also do that in real life. And there's a certain amount of impatience of why the fuck do I need to see this? I got it. But not everybody's with you yet. And if you but want everybody I, to be I with you, by, hold on, I'm, I'm just saying, okay. I'm just saying for me, if you want uh-huh. everybody to be with you and for us to actually finally get on a collective page, I want maybe something else we need to reacquire some fucking patience. But at, but that, that same patience that you're talking about people need to reacquire, we just had a conversation earlier about explaining things and making them more accessible for those same people. Who I didn't don't say have that, that you didn't know how to. I didn't say that you didn't know how to distill your. You didn't need to know how to distill your thesis properly. Look, I can talk past the point all day long. I will freely acknowledge and admit it. It's one of the reasons why I have like eight drafts before anything anybody sees what I say because I frequently talk well past the point and then have to cut and cut and edit down because. What's your point? I have one editor. She flat out tell me she's like, I don't want to see anything until you can at least give me one sentence that's the 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 the, the thesis sentence of the paragraph that I'm about to read. And I know that seems really simplistic, but that's some standard fifth grade five paragraph essay type shit. And I think that a lot of people who learn those things, we have those structures. We kind of parse out information in our head along those lines. And we were taught that kind of critical thinking and investigative rigor. We have to acknowledge that a lot of those things are not taught anymore. And a lot of people are out here listening to the wrong fucking people on how to learn it. And so, yeah, we might need to, we might need to, A, learn how to distill our message better at the beginning so people can understand what we're talking about and be willing to buy in for the conversation. And then we need to be patient while we go through the whole damn conversation because none of this shit is simple. And if we want nuance to stop dying, we have to stop killing it. Same. I just wanted. To, yeah, I, I, just, I just wanted to I pop in. Yes, Chris. Been I just wanted to pop cut in because I was trying to say this about like five, ten minutes ago. Um, <laughs> the fuck you mean somebody <laughs> was digging a tunnel on the goddamn house and people were all like, "Yes, queen." <laughs> the fuck is wrong with people? Yeah, what I'm the fuck is wrong with people? Shit. You can't I do believe. that shit. <laughs> Like, I, I swear to God, we are going to yes, I we are so to death. What the fuck? 
Father, nigga, this can't be real. Use for it, it's going to happen, and then nigga. people are going to encourage it because the, people are. The, the, the thing that kills me about it is the thing that kills me about it. I guarantee you, the same people were probably laughing at the people that went down in that that tin can for the Titanic. I'm like, but she's doing the yes. same fucking thing. What the fuck are you talking about? Yep. You can't just big, dig a. You can't just dig a tunnel on your house. Different situation. I was following the science people who were talking about why this is a bad idea all the way up until where that thing went cut and boom. And so I already understood when they said they heard a pop on the Sonics and couldn't find anything. I said, well, I well, watched we four weeks ago by a woman who talked about the fact that she did her entire thesis on these two different types of material that he put together and she predicted exactly how many times he would be able to go down there until he ran into an integrity problem because his math wasn't mathing for one of the materials he used i'm sorry i, I watched I, that I, I just, but just, yeah this just, whole i swear to god there's this woman who just decided that she wanted to she was going to do this project and that and people were angry that she eventually got cut, shut down by like the city, the appropriate people who were supposed to shut her down came in and were like, what are you doing? You know that we have rules about this type of residential building and we have, you need permits and you need people who are you know qualified the, I, to do these kind of like land know, scans. And, and then they the, were like, oh, well y'all just want to destroy her dreams. And the guy so, was like, no, we'd like her not to release radon in the neighborhood. And, Mark so this, never and this is the problem, right? There's always, there's, there's, there's a balance. It's like, I'm on Nextdoor app, and I'm seeing some people complain about HOAs and how I hate an HOA, and I don't ever live there, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I mean, I get you, and I understand that some HOAs are really terrible and are bad. But at the same time, I've also seen enough of, like, I don't know, like, hoarders where, like, I bet you some of those people wish they had an HOA, so when their neighbor decides to have a dumpster fest next door to them... They can actually have some Bro, kind of regulation. It's not even just so stuff like, like that. It's like, like it's just, why is your Christmas shit still sitting outside in right, fucking June? Exactly. Right. I'm like, I'm like, I get, like that. Like, like, I get it. Or I'm being like, able to I'm pay for somebody to come. Like, yeah, being able to pay and have some clout to keep your roads. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's like, like, I, like I get it. It's a, it's a balance, yeah, right? That, and that's all I'm saying. It's fucking trash. It's a balance. Like that's part. It's HOA's job or doing your lawn care. Like you want if you're not if you have your own grass since you moved into here. Shut the fuck up about you not winning HOA. Like, I had issues with HOA. I didn't want, I had to pay $900 because of some HOA bullshit. It was, I did not at the end of that start a fucking, you know, a movement to get rid of our HOA. I would like to start a movement to go after the motherfuckers who caused me to have to pay that shit in the HOA who are not doing their goddamn job as the HOA people. That's the only thing I care about. I don't want to get rid of no system that keeps balance. To some degree, or it's supposed to, or it's meant to. It's a, everybody just, it's just the infant. Making everything so infantile. It's like this is not about freedom. It's about like you said. She's digging. She's she's digging a tunnel under her house. What the? You can't do. I'm sorry. It just I had to pop in because yeah, like, you, said, you, said, you, you said that you mom. said that shit and then you guys moved on and I was like, wait a minute, hold on. That's <laughs> dumb. Sorry, I did kind of <laughs> throw that out. There, like, wait I? a minute. What kind of I did, dumb? My bad. Like I, I swear to God, TikTok is the devil, and not because the Chinese have it. It's because. It has empowered people to then tell them the dry stitch on themselves for doing dumb shit. If you're gonna do I'm that dumb gonna shit, lie. I'm glad bruh. that she. I'm glad. No, she I got am glad. Live. I'm you know in this case I am kind of glad. glad. She got, I'm, I'm glad but, she got but, caught too. But I'm just saying it's like in yeah, some cases I'm actually better not knowing. I'm sorry. I, ignorance is bliss. But a lot of people were angry because they were like, "We need the dreamers. We need the innovators. We need the kooky people who are willing to go out here and do the things." I, and somebody was like, "Bro, she is not the right brothers." And please remember, they stole a lot of their information. And I was like, and that's exactly what I'm talking about. There are so many, like, look, we can talk about this whole situation where uh, that fool button platformed Umar. And then suddenly everybody's off to the races 
you know what talk talking about what happened and how is she spending this black man's money and people are actually giving him gas to cook and i'm like one google search will show you that um the 29 million dollars that she quote unquote isn't putting into the black community was the money that kobe put directly into a trust to take care of his family and his wife i don't know why i say wife like she's not a member of his family but you know what i mean and made her the executor of specifically for the care of his family and that he had started two foundations prior to his death and she endowed them to make sure that they didn't end when he died. Mamba and Mambasita is the sports foundation and they give money to black students specifically, not just to schools to help Bro, foster their dreams, all of these other things. But like, this man was able to sit up here and he was able to say that and go 10 toes down on it. And only one person looked at him and said, well, where are you getting that from? And they accepted it as his response. Well, she's a public figure, but they didn't make him actually come out and say, and then he talks about the one thing that she did with some of the proceeds from the lawsuit against the LAPD. She went in in conjunction with other people who were impacted by these types of things. So no, the money didn't go to an HBCU. But there, no one, no one challenged any of that. Everyone let him speak like he was a voice of authority. This man who still has yet to make any kind of accounting for a school. He allegedly stood in the building he needed to buy to build and he's neither produced the school nor the money people donated to it. They let this man speak That's as so though he has shit. the intellectual rigor and the character. I mean, hold on, bro. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, What? You're talking about Joe Budden. That motherfucker doesn't have the intellectual capability to do any of that. That, that shit. would that so would be that, my you're, other you're, point. You're, that, I mean, that would you're, be my other you're point. talking about I'm shit talking about, going. I'm shit talking at about shit. both things in conjunction. That he's actually able gotten to the point where he has a formal platform that is big enough, and people have 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 dialed in enough to to where this is the kind of thing that a one he can do, b he can do to the point to where it becomes a part of the cultural conversation and the zeitgeist, and three. No one's challenging his about, right to do it. Well, no, no. So I, I don't think I think you're looking at the wrong person there. It's it's not Umar because he's he's a joke. It's the fact that we have not stopped platforming <clears throat> our own Tucker Car- Carlson's, and that is people like Joe Budden and all the other black motherfuckers who shouldn't no, it's have. Not, you can't even you can't even name them, bro. Because yeah, that's what. And I'm, I'll be honest, like yeah. people. Okay, so if you're listening to this review then you're getting a tidbit of information that i have not shared but when you when people ask me what happened to 40 acres honestly y'all did y'all kept giving these niggas platforms and boosting them and listening to them who didn't deserve it and because of that we got tired of having conversations about some of this stuff we just it became daunting it was mentally it was just mentally draining to have conversations and like we weren't getting the hits for it. But then you look and Joe Budden is having that same conversation or Nori is having that same conversation or just these other random male led podcasts that were all problematic and all are still problematic came out of nowhere, having these conversations and they were getting all of this platforming and this heat and this sponsorship and this listenership. And then I would see our listeners listening to them and coming in with things that they said from their podcast to like maybe start an argument or have a debate in our spaces. And I was like, no, no, I'm not letting that shit happen. Because I mean, that's we just why I don't, that's why I don't do as much more. That's why I don't do as much culture writing because I can't beat the people who are willing to go and feed into that nastiness and frame their culture 
features and editorials in that framework. So I don't win the pitch when I'm pitching people. They're like, oh, well, what about this? Or, yeah. or I'll pitch something that I think has a general impact on society or you know, people in America or whatever. And, and I, the, the question I get back is, well, how does this relate back to the Black community? Which is why I will never, I will go 10 toes down on American fiction being one of the best satires made in the last no, American years. fiction in this film coming out around the same time period or being available to black people, hopefully this January uh, in wide yeah. release for y'all to go see, y'all need to go see them because it, it, yes. it the messages that they're saying, we, it, I just think it's funny that they're happening around the same time. But I just want to, I just want to say also, like, I'm not, I don't hundred percent blame people who support those podcasts for why we don't do it. We had personal reasons as well, but that was definitely one of the reasons that like, like I, we appreciated every person yeah. who listened to us and every fan we had and everyone who still supported us and every person who asked why, but ultimately we, we were too, I, I think I said this on Twitter one time. I think I said, we were, we were too good for podcasting. And by that, I mean, I don't mean we were a great podcast. I mean, we were not Joe Budden evil. We were not. You had a, it's called integrity. Um, yeah, we, mean we actual good, like as yes. yeah, we were, okay. we were, we did not, we did not want to, we did not want to sacrifice any of our integrity. And we were honest with our conversations to the point where it was detrimental because we didn't have the controversy. We didn't create the chaos that drives listenership. And because of yeah. that, you know, people like Buttons, Nori now have these platforms. And granted, they were famous before, but look at all the other ones, the other podcasts I haven't named that are also popular that you see TikToks for and on YouTube and everywhere else. They're all controversial. They have all said problematic, controversial shit that gets glossed over, especially if they're male-driven. If they're, if it's three guys or four guys and every once in a while they bring in a woman, I guarantee you they've said problematic shit that shouldn't have been tolerated. Or they bring in a woman like Jess Hilarious and make her their th permanent third coast. And then Who also says problematic shit that shouldn't that, be tolerated, that, 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 right? Like no, that like was much, yeah. That's, yeah, that's no, no, I know, but, I know, I know. But yeah, but it, it comes to the same thing. It's like, I mean, I'm not saying that the, there's no value in any of these conversations. If you want to, you want to get there, it's like, but, but we're, we are, we are killing nuance. And I think that um, um, people wanting quick, simple answers for everything or thinking that everything has to be black and white. It's like, my mom called me and she's like, since the fuck when do people have a problem with respectability politics? They even know what the fuck that was about. I said, which era of respectability politics? Yours or mine, <laughs> mama? And she was like, what in the hell do you mean? I said, well, when you were younger, respectability politics was about surviving long enough to infiltrate and take over so you could then, um, uh, I don't know, eat um, or you could walk down the street without being bothered in particular places where you had to be. I said respectability politics now is about um, stifling black expression a lot. And she's like, oh, no. Oh, so they're not talking about what I'm, I'm like. They are not having the same conversation. Even then, let, let, even then, there are some parts of respectability politics I do. I, 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 do, I do support. Nigga, pull your pants up. Yep. Like, I don't want to see your underwear. Like, seriously, I mean... Look, if that, if that's somebody told politics, me that like, I, I craved just... whiteness because I told them there was such a thing as being situation-appropriate. Yeah, now, I just, after I, I just, read them for yeah, filth and just, cussed them the fuck out. Yeah, um, just, but... I, I, don't, I, don't want, I don't want to see your underwear. So I'm just... I'm sorry. I, I, don't, I don't want that. I don't, I don't want to get onto the... I don't want to get into a, a public transportation and hear the soundtrack from your phone because you don't have headphones, so you decide to play your soundtrack and your That's music. That's not respectability on, politics. Just, That's fucking just being... I, but I'm just saying... But, but you know what I'm saying? But it's go back to the conversation you guys have been having. 
Right. I can almost guarantee you somebody would call that respectability politics. Right. At this point, well, there are people who don't like American fiction because they miss the satire of it. Um, Just like everybody was immediately ready, ready to opt out of um, uh, the Society of Magical Negroes when they found out that it's actually talking about the trope magical Negro, because, again, lack of cultural context, they didn't know about the trope. And somehow that's our fault. But I think you get a movie from someone like, do you know how Ava funded this movie? Oprah. Bill Gates, she went to the art foundations and they opened their wallets because Hollywood told her, no, we don't need this. We've got this other movie that does this and it's light and it's fun and it's not so serious. And I don't know why we need to. Yet I was like, wow. So she actually, uh-huh. when she couldn't fund this movie, she went to the people who do like endowments for the arts and and real foundational money and they gave, they they opened their wallets. And I think that's great. And it's a reminder that there are a myriad of ways to get to where you want to be, to talk about what you want to talk about. But again, this, there's a lot of emotional labor that goes into this conversation. And there's a lot of like pragmatic reasoning that people don't want to do anymore. Like I get yelled at all the time because I'm a pragmatist. And I was like, I don't, I can't be, performatively angry the way y'all can all the time because I actually run on rage you, and that's what, not safe for why y'all. Do, why do y'all think I'm not on Twitter no more? Like, because I, I, you would like to every, keep the world every, safe. Every, every now and then I'm hopping on there now. I'm seeing people now. I'm just like, dog, I don't got time. I'm sorry. I don't got time. There's also I the reason why. It's I also, can't. also, honestly, it's also the reason why I didn't watch this movie. Um, what would y'all give this out of 10? Because you've been talking about this for a while. Oh, my bad. We have been. What you got, B? I mean, I mean, ultimately, I think it's like for me, it's probably like an eight and a half out of ten. Um, but it's 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 just so Something. it's so big <laughs> and dense, and it's and it's beautiful. And I honest also, I just want to like, I want to give kudos to the, the writing team, David David Duvernay, for actually giving white people a legit example of what could be considered a white ally. Okay, again, John yeah. Birdball needs bet should get a best supporting for his portrayal in this movie. There are so many just beautiful scenes where he shuts the fuck up and be and is supportive. And then there are scenes where he's like when he is talking to Isabel's character and he's he he says things that I think like like white people think they they might think that they're saying, but they're not. He's actually saying he's actually giving constructive criticism for her character, not necessarily her project, but just for how she's dealing with the people around her, you know, just speaking about love and family and shit. And it, it's like that, that, and that was helpful. It, it was just different to see. I really didn't yeah. expect him to come in like that and his character to pretty much roll through the film that way. So that, you know, but I'll, yeah, this is one I'm recommending that people go watch, but man, be ready to watch it because it is not light in any sense other than maybe some of the production and the color use. Listen, I'm I'm always going to be an advocate for movies that show people, black people living their lives in the light of damn day. Um, and there's a lot of daytime and there's a lot of light and outside and airy. And for as much as it was heavy, there are those moments of joy and those moments of synergy that really work for me. This is a nine. Uh, this is a nine for me. This, um, and I didn't, uh, I'm not quite ready to break up with Ava. This did a lot to make me, um, 
um, remember that there's good reasons not to break up with Ava DuVernay. And I hope this is where she chooses to stay when she wants to talk about these topics. And again, you know, for the, for the Brandons among us, uh, <laughs> maybe cut the runtime a little, <laughs> but just yeah, this is accessible. Nice... Like you, like you preach in the movie. That's all I'm saying. I'm just, I'm just saying, I, I think, I think this is a masterwork from Ava DuVernay. I think it is ambitious. I think it is inquisitive and I think it is an absolute must need and a must watch. Maybe do a double feature with origin and then do American fiction and end on a happy, lighter note and just get your life on some real black intellectual interrogation. Well, like these are two different types of beautiful film. This is a beautiful yes. black film and then American fiction being a beautiful black film that really underground layer of embracing family, right? over yes. the, the, the 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 I was the, just saying don't you know if the if the note at the end of this is too somber for you that the satire topic right which Ameri- is American fiction person. is a good lead out is is all I was oh, saying yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. they're you're, both you're in the movie theaters they both go wide in January please support I mean you know what they're... you know what why don't you just make it a triple threat go ahead and watch this then watch American fiction and y'all can all sing together hold hands around the table at the end of uh color purple you can just do don't that. do that don't listen that. to him don't do listen that. to him. He's don't 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 listen to him. He wrong. You know niggas love the same. Why don't you just, just do that? You're fired, Brandon. You're fired. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys very much for listening. I've had a bunch of reviews, movie trailer reviews on iTunes and Spotify, or go to mtrnumber.net. Next time we're out of here. Peace. <laughs>